Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I am ice, ice, ice cold right now in college basketball. I don't want to talk about it. It's been a miserable few days here. I started the year hitting, what, 60% over the first 30 days. And I am quickly, stressed quickly, falling back to normal averages. It's been a painful run, but hopefully I can bet my way out of it. So, On Tuesday, I lose 2.27 units again. Four straight losing days here on the podcast. That's never fun to have, but it actually could have been worse. So I live on to see another day. Don't get me wrong. Three and five days are not fun. They're not good for the bankroll, but I've had many days that are much, much worse than that. I'll have them again in the future. So when it comes to spike days, you know, anywhere between one and three, that's not a bad day in my world anyway, when you get four-plus units one way or another, those are spike days, and you want more good spike days than bad spike days, but kind of in that zero to three range, I can live with it one way or another. And, yeah, I'm having some losing days, but I've avoided that seven, six-unit type loss so far. Could be coming here on Wednesday, though, no guarantee. But let's recap the losing card for Tuesday. I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig, but it is what it is. College football, how about this? If my mom would have been around, she would have put soap in my mouth on Tuesday because, oh boy, I was using some choice words that are not appropriate when UTSA's Frank Harris did not play, okay? And that line dropped all the way down to seven. I'm sitting on a minus 11.5 ticket with the Roadrunners. Then they get down 14 nothing. So I am absolutely furious. I am kicking things. I am throwing things. I am mad. Then they actually cover for me. They rally to win the football game. 35-17, I cashed the minus 11.5 ticket with a backup quarterback. And yeah, sometimes you have to laugh about it. I bet against the Sun Belt and I cashed. The Sun Belt is now 0-5 against the spread so far in bowl games. So keep that in mind. But thank you, Roadrunners. Beep, beep. One last time this year, you cashed a ticket for me. College basketball, let's rip the Band-Aid off and get through the misery here. Virginia, plus the three. Loser. Marquette, minus the four. Loser. You backed that one on Twitter. Loser. I gave you nothing to work with. Sorry about that. It was all on me. UC Davis, minus one and a half. Loser. Chattanooga, minus four and a half. Loser. You get the theme there. Coin flip bets. How about this? They both win again. In the NBA, I cash on Memphis and New Orleans under the 232 and a half. Frozen Pond, I cash on the Rangers and the Maple Leafs with a last-minute goal there. I get that one over the 6.5 and and cash that ticket. So if I have another bad day, I will consider the coin for college basketball. I don't want to go there, but I will definitely consider it. But uh, I can't change the past. I need to try to learn from it. So I was analyzing the losses tonight. I bet on two home teams. One of them lost straight up. I bet on two ranked road teams that just got blitzed down the road. They didn't lose. They got blitzed down the road. Virginia at Memphis. Well, Memphis had the better resume. I knew that. They had played so many big battle-tested games. They had the home court edge. And Penny Hardaway has clearly done a great job developing David Jones. That's not the same kid I saw play at DePaul and St. John's. He's a more well-rounded player right now. Uh, congrats to Penny and the, the Tigers. They're a good basketball team, and I was just dead wrong on that. I thought after Virginia withstood that 13-1 gut punched open the game, they battled back, got right there, had the lead for a moment. I thought they'd be okay. Second half wasn't the case. Memphis did deja vu uh, compared to what happened in the first half anyway. 
Chattanooga, well, I thought it was the right play. I still think it was the right play. They just couldn't hit the ocean from the beach in the first half. All the shots were going in and out. We're not talking missing it at the front of the iron. They were in and out type shots from three-point land. They were eventually going to drop. Great live betting opportunity. I think it got up to plus 11.5, plus 12.5 that you could grab the mocks there. They come back to win the game because they outscored Gardner-Webb by 20 over a stretch there once they started to warm up, but still shot under 39% for the game. That tells you just how bad they were in the first half shooting the basketball. They went on a half-court shot. If that game goes to overtime, which obviously if he doesn't hit that half-court shot at the buzzer, it goes to OT. I actually thought we were going to probably cover the four-and-a-half. Didn't happen. Hits the half-quarter, and we lose the bet. Marquette, well, Providence was significantly better on this night. They were so good defensively. They gave the Golden Eagles tons of fits in that game just didn't work out for me uc davis well they cleaned up the turnovers compared to the first meeting against montana but montana shot over 50 percent uc davis shot under 40 percent this time game set match with numbers like that just was not meant to be and then i try not to reference bets that i do not discuss here on the podcast but i do want all of you to know that i had michigan tonight plus the three and a half They lost by five in double overtime. So now I have lost four double overtime games in the last seven days. That's good stuff there. I was watching the uh, Bad Beat segment on ESPN. I felt like Scott Van Pelt had watched my card because it was my play after my play after my play. And I have a funny feeling Michigan, that ticket may make the card here one of these days too. But now it's a new day. I have fresh optimism. And let's go gamble. Here we go. College basketball. We start with Santa Clara. Minus the one and a half at San Jose State. So I'm a big Tim Miles guy. One thing is clear to me. He just doesn't have the horses to win right now. Non-conference matchup during the holiday break. I'm not expecting much of an atmosphere at San Jose State. The Spartans are 6-6 six and six on the season. They do have a good win over UC Irvine to open the season. Other than that, not much on the resume. They've lost four of five against Cal Poly, Montana, North Dakota State, and Montana again. Meanwhile, Herb Sendek has pieced together a winning roster at Santa Clara. They're eight and four on the season. Lost three straight at Cal against New Mexico and against Utah State. Three wins so far this year against Pac-12 schools. They beat Stanford, they beat Oregon, and they beat Washington State last time out. Like most college teams, the Broncos can go hot and cold, but I think they should be a couple buckets better in this one. So give me the Broncos of Santa Clara, minus the one and a half at San Jose State. Next up on the card, we go to the Big East. It worked so well for me on Tuesday. Why not go back on a Wednesday? It's Xavier, plus the five and a half at St. John's. By the time most of you listen to this podcast, it would not shock me if it jumps up to six and a half, but I still played it. So winning on the road is tough. My team's got blitz last night at Providence and Memphis. So, But I can't overreact. I can't just back all home teams. Yes, I know. It's Rick Pitino. It's the conference opener. It's at Karnasek Arena with a much greater home court edge. So I could get blitzed by 20 yet again. These teams, though, will likely be near each other all year in the standings. Xavier is 32nd this year in adjusted defense. North Texas, who held St. John's to 53 points earlier this season, ranks 48th in that same metric. So maybe they can give them some fits. St. John's has played the 158th ranked schedule. Xavier, the 67th ranked schedule. 
The Musketeers are just 6-5 and five in the season, including disappointing losses to both Oakland and Delaware. But they also have had the lead late in the second half against Houston. They did beat Cincinnati, and they beat St. Mary's this year. St. John's is 7-3 and three for Patino. Their losses have been to Michigan, to Dayton, and Boston College. Wins against Utah and West Virginia. So I fully expect this game to be in doubt in the final minute. When in doubt, yeah, grab the points. So I'm going to grab the five and a half with the Musketeers of Xavier on the road at St. John's. Next up on the card, it's UC San Diego, plus the eight and a half at California. So the Tritons of UC San Diego, picked ninth in the Big West this season, are six and five so far. Lost five of six before soundly beating Sacramento State last time out by 31. It was their best performance of the year. They also had a one-point loss to San Diego State as a 14-and-a-half-point underdog, never trailing in that game by more than two points. So that's the upside this team has. The downside, well, they got beat by Washington by 27, and they lost to Seattle by 12. Tyler McGee made his season debut last time out. He scored 22 for UC San Diego, so he should be a nice addition to the rotation. Cal is 3-7 and seven on the year. Their best win was a 15-point win over Santa Clara as an underdog. If we see that Golden Bear team tonight, I'm in deep trouble. Cal, though, we know is much better than their record. They have an OT loss to San Diego State, a double overtime loss to Butler, three-point losses to Tulane, UTEP, and Montana State. The offensive edge goes to Cal. The defensive edge goes to UC San Diego. Eight and a half just seems a little bit much for me, so I'm going to grab the points here with UC San Diego on the road at California. Next up on the card, it's Belmont minus the four and a half against Arkansas State. So the Bruins of Belmont are eight and four on the season. Their losses have been to Furman, Arizona, Monmouth, and last time out at Samford. So they're picked fifth in the Missouri Valley Conference. They have wins this year over Penn, Northern Iowa, and Lipscomb to highlight the resume. Top 80 team in offensive efficiency. I like that. They average 81.7 points per game, shoot 49.6% from the field. Arkansas State, on the other hand, they're 4-7 and seven on the season, but riding high off of back-to-back upset wins over UAB and Louisville. Full disclosure, I had Louisville in that game, and the Red Wolves were the much better basketball team. But it's tough to pull off three consecutive upsets. With Belmont's offense, I'm hoping to get a little separation and a cover here. I'm going to lay the four and a half at home with Belmont, the Bruins, over Arkansas State. So bonus game here in college basketball. Let's try five today since four hasn't been working for me of late. It's Georgia minus the 11 and a half against Mount St. Mary's. The Bulldogs are 6-0 and at home, 7-3 and overall. Mike White has Georgia playing some good defense. Ranked 40th in the adjusted numbers, 90th ranked schedule. The losses this year have been to Oregon, Miami, and Providence. Good teams there. Power Conference wins over Wake Forest, Florida State, and Georgia Tech. Georgia has been favored by eight or more points four times this season. Not a good stat here. They're 0-4 against the spread, so that's a big concern. Mount St. Mary's is 4-6 and on the season. They're picked 7th in the MAAC. Five of the six losses have been by 11 or less. Maryland's the only team to beat them by more, and they only beat them by 15. The Mountaineers have played a soft schedule, though, ranked 346th in the country. Adjusted offensive numbers ranked 277th. 
Translation, this could be an ugly game, but I'll lay the points with the Bulldogs at home. Give me Georgia, minus the 11.5 over Mount St. Mary's. Then my two coin flip bets. Well, first of all, we start with the NBA. I selected the New York Knicks at the Brooklyn Nets. Total on this one is 233. Tails it is. I'm on the under 233 between the Knicks and the Nets. Then on the frozen pond of the NHL, I selected the Detroit Red Wings at the Winnipeg Jets. Total on this one is six and a half. Heads it is. I'm on the over six and a half between the Red Wings and the Jets. So let's recap my card for a Wednesday. I desperately need a winning day. Please let the bowel bowel bounce my way here a little bit. In college basketball, I'm on Santa Clara, minus the one and a half at San Jose State. I'm on Xavier, plus the five and a half at St. John's. I'm on UC San Diego, plus the eight and a half at California. I'm on Belmont, minus the four and a half against Arkansas State. Your bonus game, I'm on Georgia, minus the 11 and a half against Mount St. Mary's. NBA, I'm on the Knicks and the Nets under the 233. NHL, I'm on the Red Wings and the Jets over the six and a half. So that's my card for a Wednesday. As always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's actually cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.